0: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, folks, we are back, back for another edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I hope everyone out there is having a grand gale time out there this past week. I know that you Republicans out there in the state of Virginia, down there in Virginia, You are definitely having a grand gay old time Wednesday morning with those election results. And all you other Republicans out there, I'm sure you are also having a grand gay old time watching those hysterical drama queens over there at CNN and MSNBC. Those girls have a huge meltdown over what happened. You know they're extra triggered, folks when they're so blinded by rage that they fall back on the usual Republicans are racist trope. Whitey is a racist. It's like a Pavlovian response. I don't think they can help themselves at this point. I am 52 years old. I am an old queen. And they've been pulling this shtick for decades. They don't like the election results. Whitey is a racist. They are not going to change that tune anytime soon if history is any guide. And you Hispanics out there, that's latinx to all you snooty white liberals. We just might get that wall built on the southern border. You folks keep voting Republican. 32% of the Hispanic latinx vote went to Republicans in Virginia. And I think Trump, I think he got like 35, 36 percent, around that, give or take a point or two. That is not supposed to happen. Nancy and Chuck and creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. Those three clowns, they did not let you folks into this country to vote for those evil Republicans. You keep that up, they're going to deport your asses way faster than any Republican ever would. You're supposed to vote just like all the other minorities on the Democratic plantation. Now get with the program. And before we jump into our news headlines, we do want to take a moment to send out a very happy early birthday wish to our summit mistress. Did I tell you, white boy Malcolm X, did I tell you that she sent me something for our 100th podcast? A recording. What the hell do you think she'd send us, (laughs) God? God. She sent me a picture, like I can show that on the podcast. No, we actually do have now a recording of the Summit Mistress for our 100th podcast, which is over the Thanksgiving weekend, I believe. I think I counted that correctly, even though everyone knows that using correct math, that's racist. But anyway, Summit Mistress, you have a happy, happy, happy birthday, and stay out of trouble. You folks in Las Vegas, just to warn you, you need to watch yourself the next couple of days. The summit mistress is heading your way. She and, well, we don't have a name for him, but we'll call him, I guess, and this is just off the top of my head. We'll call him the boy toy. Not that he's a boy toy, like Tom Daly is a boy toy. Not like, Goose Kit Worthy. Wants to be a boy toy to his own sugar daddy. But he's younger than her, so that's what we'll call him. Speaking of Goose Kentworthy, though, Folks, I just found out that I know someone who knows the Kenworthys. I don't know how I didn't know this before, but I may have to use that contact, just a random thought here, folks, to see if Goose Kentworthy that queen would come on to the Miller Frost podcast. Come talk to us about serving as that blooming idiot Colton Underwood's escort, his guide, his pimp, as that new queen earns her knee pads. Now, that would be an interesting conversation. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So on to the podcast. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. And how's this headline? Meet the kink enthusiasts locking up their penises for Locktober. It's not just a month without wanking. And I have to say right off the bat that I cannot believe that I forgot to queue up this story about Locktober last month. Hell, I can't believe I completely forgot to wish everyone a happy Halloween last Sunday. But this one, man... I can't believe I dropped the ball like that. Anyway, there are apparently some folks out there who like to lock up their man meat in a cage. Or, if that's too triggering for you, since technically you do not need to be a man to have man meat in 2021, we'll call it, I guess, your Johnson. No idea where that came from, but whatever. According to this article, there is... Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe a thrill and sensation that comes from that or better yet, a sexual rush that comes from surrendering control. Don't yell at me if you think that's nutty. I'm just telling you what Pink News, those girls over at Pink News are reporting. And if you want more nutty, nuttier, whatever, from them, how's this? Chastity is one of the many ways people can achieve sexual satisfaction. Of all the ways to achieve sexual satisfaction, that is not, I suspect, on most people's top 10 list. And for those in the chastity community, hold on a second, folks. White boy Malcolm X, did you know, sir, that our tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, that our tribe has a chastity community? A bunch of folks out there who lock up their man meat, their Johnson, for an entire month. You have not. Neither have I. I mean, I will just say this. This idea of locking up your man meat, your Johnson, that is not totally foreign to me. Not that I've done it, don't get me wrong, but I have heard of people doing that. I just had zero idea that there was a whole chastity community out there Folks out there who get into this, hey, like I always say, whatever floats your boat, no judgment here on the Miller Frost podcast. I would just say this though, do not take care of business too much now that your BFF is out of his cage or their cage or Zier's cage. It's 2021, who knows if people give their man meat, their Johnson? Super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Anyway, you could go blind from doing that, so just watch yourself. And how much you want to bet, White Boy Malcolm X? What's the bet that I just triggered a bunch of millennial Gen Z kids who don't get the joke to go Google wanking and going blind? Be like, oh my God, oh my God, then I won't be able to see my sex doll. So you kids out there, be careful. And not that I need to tell you this, but you have fun doing that. Did you know, White Boy Malcolm X, did you know, sir, that the city of Boston just elected an Asian hoo-hoo as mayor? Yes. Yes, they did. Or I think they did, at least according to the media. Boston's first Asian hoo-hoo mayor has just been elected. Here, how's this from NPR? Michelle Wu is Boston's first woman and first person of color elected mayor. This was, and I think i talked about this before, but this was an election between hard woke and kinda sorta woke. Michelle is hard woke, and her opponent, Anissa Isabi-George, and no folks, surprisingly Isabi-George isn't hyphenated, she is woke light. Michelle... That's the Asian hoo hoo that was elected mayor. She was backed by multimillionaire Senator Pocahontas. And as a random aside, Senator Pocahontas, she is the perfect example of the 1% versus the 0.01%. And there have been a few articles about this lately, but she's a multimillionaire who calls for higher taxes and wealth taxes on multimillionaires and billionaires. But conveniently enough, set at a level where it doesn't affect her. I believe her proposal to tax wealth starts at around $50 million. She's only worth like 12 or $13 million. so if she gets her way, she gets to screw everyone who did better than her. Not vindictive at all. i take her a hair more seriously if she put herself in the crosshairs for once, but who are we kidding? Not going to happen. Anyway, so Boston is about to have itself a woke Asian hoo-hoo running things because I guess watching New York City crumble over the past eight years with that clown Billy de Blasio as mayor, that wasn't a big enough warning sign to not head down that road. Either that or those morons in Boston, they looked at New York and they were like, man, that looks like a whole lot of fun. We should do that here. Not that I really care that it burns down there. The more crazy in Boston, the better my property values. Although, just between us folks, we don't want Senator Pocahontas to hear about that. But you kids in Boston, have fun with all that woke down there. From Fox News, NASCAR sending Kyle Bush to sensitivity training for using our word during interview. So Kyle Busch, he is in the doghouse for using the R word. Not only the doghouse, folks, but NASCAR. They gave Kyle there a ticket on a train to the re-education camp to get his mind right. Yep, he's to undergo sensitivity training, probably given by some humorless woke folk who will shame him for being white, male, I assume heterosexual, and not being mentally handicapped. I think you can say that. What? Oh, mentally disabled. Thank you, white boy Malcolm X. Sorry about that, folks. Mentally disabled. I got enough tickets, first class, of course, on a train to a re-education camp to get my mind right. I do not need another. I believe, way back in the day, it was called being mentally retarded. And I guess at some point... That got shortened to retarded. That's a bit of history for all you millennial Gen Z kids out there who might not know that. Yes, back in the Stone Age, you could refer to someone as retarded, and nobody got butthurt about it. So anyway, this happened, I guess last Sunday, after he got hit by another driver, Brad Keselowski. I probably just butchered that a bit there, Brad, so sorry about that. And this is what Kyle had to say. I mean, where was he going? What was he trying to do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? For what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. Freaking retarded man. So he didn't actually call Brad retarded, or even worse, a retard, for doing what he did. He called the behavior retarded, and they're still having a huge... Meltdown over it. I mean, I guess he could have called it, like, stupid or dumb. Called the guy a moron, something like that. I don't think too many people get triggered by all that just yet, but I don't know. Kind of silly, if you ask me. And I guess I'm a bit surprised that NASCAR reacted like that. The NFL, they probably would have fined him, like, $50,000, suspend him a few weeks, make him publicly grovel, then... After all of that, then send him off on a train to a re-education camp to get his mind right. The NFL is pretty woke about pretty much everything. NASCAR, though. Now what, white boy Malcolm X? Oh, that's right. I forgot about the noose. You're talking about the fake noose they found in Bubba Wallace's garage at some racetrack, right? Yeah. And if you folks don't know what I'm talking about, I guess there was a rope to pull down a garage door. And that rope, it was fastened like a noose, something like that. And everyone got the vapors because a noose had been found in a black guy's garage. Everyone was having a hissy fit over that supposed noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. They were, especially in the woke media, they were having a grand gale old time trashing NASCAR and their fans all the way up until they were like, oh, never mind after their internal investigation showed nothing. So now that I think about it, never mind, folks. I guess NASCAR has gone woke as well. From Boston.com, the 37-year-olds are afraid of the 23-year-olds who work for them. 20-somethings rolling their eyes at the habits of their elders is a long-standing trend but many employers say there's a new boldness in the way Gen Z dictates taste. Now, we've talked a few times on this podcast about how Gen Z, they love to mock millennials on social media. The generation that created OK Boomer is now being ridiculed as out of touch, unhip, whatever. And this article talks about some 34-year-old, this chick's name is Jessica Fain, and Jessica heard through the grapevine that some of her favorite emojis, they weren't cool anymore. So Jessica, she was probably getting the vapors, folks. She reached out to a dopey Gen Z coworker and she asked them about that. Hey, are my emojis uncool? And of course, folks, the dopey Gen Z co-worker, they responded to Jessica, and they said, hate to break it to you, Jess hate is spelled h 8 2 is spelled with the number 2 and of course u is just a u hate to break it to you Jess if i had a coworker just my opinion folks but if i had a coworker who communicated like that like a moron who failed second grade i would quit that job in a heartbeat that kind of stupid will drag down anyone and everyone. The last place I would ever want to work is a place that hires that kind of dumb. And why, folks? Because, and trust me on this, that idiot isn't the only one in the building. It's like cockroaches. You got one. You got more than one. And, as they like to say, you can't fix stupid. And on top of that, As if that's not bad enough. They have a quote from Andy Dunn. He's an older millennial at 42. And he also co-founded Bonobos. Or Bonobos. I don't know how you pronounce that stupid name. It's just a... It's a clothing store for douchebag millennial men. And they quoted him in this article. And he said, I feel very sure that I'm uncool. I've come to accept that. $10, White Boy Malcolm X. $10 says that no... He hasn't. It's kind of sad, sad but amusing, to watch these dopey millennials get to an age where they're not the edgy and cool ones, the hip kids who have to fight against all the old fuddy-duddies out there who just don't get it. Now, they become the old fuddy-duddies that they despised only a few years ago, and are getting the same treatment they gave old folks like us, White Boy Malcolm X and me. But I think they have it a lot worse than we had at White Boy Malcolm X because they grew up with all this social media crap. That's all they've known, and so their whole lives are about social comparisons. Comparing themselves online to everyone else, and FOMO, that's fear of missing out to anyone over 40. And their perfectly curated lives where they were the center of the universe and they were the edgy and cool kids fighting against the old folks. That has now been usurped by another generation, and these Gen Z kids, not only have they taken over that online world, but they're mocking the crap out of millennials, who are, let's face it folks, by and large, a really insecure, fragile group of people. To me, I just laugh at these narcissistic brats, both of these younger generations. The last thing I'm ever going to do is be afraid, worry about what some dopey millennial Gen Z kid thinks about my cool factor. You brats out there, you can kiss my gay, middle-aged ass all day every day. You don't think I pass your cool litmus test. And that's your biggest problem, you millennials out there. I have to say, I'm lucky, because in all seriousness, I learned not to care what people thought about me, at a relatively young age. I think I was in my mid-twenties when I realized that the people I was trying to impress, they were not worth the energy. I learned to be myself and to be comfortable with who I was, who I am. And that is the most liberating feeling in the world, to not really care, not bother with what others are thinking. Trust me, folks, it beats the depression and self-loathing That comes with your social media addiction. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off usps and ups Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Speaking of narcissistic millennials, how is this from the Political Insider? Amazon's set to release Mayor Pete, a documentary on how Pete and Justin Buttigieg changed history. And I almost forgot about that, this silly documentary they made about Pocket Queen Pete and Chestin Buttigieg, that low rank queen from Indiana. And for those of you who are interested, that crap comes out on November 12th, which I believe is this coming Friday. And no, white boy Malcolm X, I don't care how much beer I drink. I don't care how drunk I get. We are not watching that dumpster fire of a documentary. Although, now that I think about it, we may have to watch, like, I don't know, five or ten minutes just to see how really bad it is. These two narcissistic millennials thinking they changed history. And I bet you folks, I bet that it was that low-ranked queen from Indiana, Chastin Buttigieg, who put that bug in his ear. Pete, Pete, you should run for president. Ow, oh, you think I could win, Chastin? Oh, yes, Pete, I totally think you can win. And then I can be first lady. Chaston, I think you mean first gentleman. Shut up, Pete. I want to be first lady. Show all those haters out there that I'm not some low rank queen from Indiana. I'm going to be the new Jackie Kennedy. And let's be real, folks. Pocket queen Pete, and no, I still do not know how short that pocket queen really is. But he only ran for office to secure himself a swamp job, get himself a promotion in the ruling class. He wanted to be more than the ex-mayor of some podunk town in the middle of nowhere Indiana. Most of them run with the hope of getting the VP slot, but like Pocket Queen Pete, they'll take a cabinet-level post if that's what's offered. It's still a pretty cushy gig, and he can leverage that for a really high-paying job as a lobbyist on K Street after this one ends. I'm sure the queens in the tribe are lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. They'll be masturbating to this come Friday. Especially, folks, those queens who were doing that whole Locktober thing with the chastity cages, probably so horny that they'll look at Pocket Queen Pete and Chastin Budajash, that low-ranked queen from Indiana. They'll eye those two up and think them worthy of the spank bank. So you girls have fun with that even if I just threw up a little in my mouth with that imagery. But on to the next story. From the Post-Millennial, Halloween villain Michael Myers accused of being homophobic for killing gay couple in New Movie. You know, and I hate to admit this, folks, but I'm starting to get bored with some of you out there having huge meltdowns about what goes on in fantasy land. It's bad enough with all the virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with themselves, their Pokemon cards, their PlayStations, masturbating to Marvel Films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell is on Reddit this week, freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors. Those losers who freak out over fanboy theories posited on Reddit. Like the chance that little Nas X, that queen, survived. Thanos' blip, you got that kind of crazy, you got people freaking out because that murdering Chucky doll, that doll has a non-binary kid, and folks, don't ask me how he did that, I don't know, but that Chucky the murdering doll, he thinks that's great, and now this. Now, before I say what I have to say, I always like to check, White Boy Malcolm X, is Michael Myers real? Is that psychopathic murderer real? Is he really, truly out there lurking about Haddonfield, Illinois, searching for his sister, Lori Strode? No, I didn't think so either. But you know what, folks? The way people react to this, it's not unreasonable to think that maybe all this is really happening. And so I guess in this latest movie, which neither of us have seen, Michael Myers, who apparently is not even real, he shows up at his former childhood home, which I suspect is a real house, or at least a movie set house, and he shows up and he finds two queens living there. I don't know if they were real queens or just playing gay for pay, but Michael shows up, finds these two queens there, and kills them. And so now the Twitter rage monkeys, always looking to get by heard about something, They are calling Michael Myers, who again, folks, is not even real. They are calling him homophobic for killing these two queens. Can you imagine, White Boy Malcolm X? Can you see how really triggered these folks would have gotten if Michael, who again, folks, is not even real? Can you imagine the reaction if Michael Myers had killed BIPOC living in his house? Or even worse, a transgender, or a non-binary folk. Not that Michael Myers speaks, but that would have been adding insult to injury. Michael Myers not using the correct pronouns before killing them. If that had happened, he may have, just maybe, he might have been as hated as Dave Chappelle. Lucky for him, though, he just offed a few queens. We're high maintenance, folks, don't get me wrong. But no one is a bigger pain in the ass than the transgenders or the non-binary folks when it comes to all that. So you Twitter rage monkeys out there, freaking out about a fake person killing other fake people, kind of like you freak out when Starbucks runs out of your whatever crap goes into your caramel macchiato garbage coffee, you have fun raging about Fantasyland, which if I had to guess, is a step up or two from your dump of a life if this Michael Myers killing a gay couple, if this is what you make a priority to fixate on. Not how I would choose to spend my time, but you do you. Just try not to torture the rest of us in the process. From page six, which is the New York Post gossip page, Kim Kardashian is intrigued by Pete Davidson. So apparently, folks, at some Halloween ride at Not Scary Farm, Somewhere in SoCal, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. And I won't bother to ask you, white boy Malcolm X, who is the dumber of those two? Because I already know you know it's a trick question. They're both complete morons. But anyway, these two are on a Halloween ride. And this is why I hate, hate, hate the entertainment media and mock people who live and die by what these two vapid clowns are doing but they're on this ride, and people start to get the vapors that they're in a relationship. Some idiot, I guess, asked Kim, who I guess is getting divorced from Kanye West, has already divorced that guy, couldn't care less. And that idiot, probably her press agent, said that they were just friends, but she was intrigued by Pete. Now, I suspect that Kim Kardashian, she is so dumb, folks, that she finds paint drying intriguing. Either that, or how they get the person inside the menu and speaker at the drive-up. They must be really small if they're in there taking my order. So Pete, even if he's only firing on two cylinders, to someone like Kim, who probably just reads Vogue for the pictures, I can see where she might think that. Or, maybe it's not Pete she finds interesting, but maybe... It's his man meat. That, sadly enough, has been made into several news articles. How Pete Davidson has what they like to call big dick energy. I don't know quite what that is, but I'm going to assume, folks, that that is a mix of bravado and Casanova moves. Something like that. I guess, I guess technically he could have a small wee-wee, but with big dick energy... You don't maybe need a big slab of man meat. I know to you queens out there, that is a huge consideration, no pun intended. But maybe to the ladies, it's not that important. Oh, who are we kidding? Ladies, you are not fooling me. No judgment, don't get me wrong. But you're as much a size queen as the queens are. The only people, let's be honest here folks, The only people who say that size doesn't matter are the ones with husbands or boyfriends or non-binary partners with really, really, really small wee-wees who don't want to hurt his feelings, their feelings, Zier's feelings. Again, folks, we don't know the pronouns of the poor person with that small wee-wee. These two media whores, though, folks, they are going to milk this one at least through the end of the year. This is how long, I think, we're going to have to put up with this crap. But whatever. So Kim, Pete, Pete's big dick energy, assuming that's like its own entity, you two or three of you, have fun doing whatever. None of my business, whatever floats your boat. Just try not to torture the rest of us for too long. Get your attention and call it a day. And our last story is from Tal Road. Those girls over at Tal Road. Ed Sheeran says he thought he was a bit gay. Loves musical theater, pop music, Britney. And this story, folks, is just for white boy Malcolm X, a man so obsessed with gingers that he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. And you folks should really see the look on his face when I say that. Every time I say that, I get a look of death like no other. But anyway, Ed Sheeran is now coming out. No pun intended there. And he says that he thought he was gay for a bit. And if that wasn't bad enough, that he definitely has a big feminine side. He loves musical theater, pop music, and Britney Spears. Does listening to pop music make you a big old queen, White Boy Malcolm X? I mean, I can see the musical theater bit. I guess Britney Spears is Madonna for dopey millennials. But liking pop music... Is that a sign you might be gay? Oh, shut up over there. That was rhetorical. I do have a real question for you, though, sir. Would you sleep with Ed Sheeran? Would you want to have that 30-year-old dopey ginger in your bed? Hold on a second, sir. On second thought, ignore that. I have, folks. I have a much better idea. White boy Malcolm X, let's play F. Mary Kill. Your choices, sir. Here are your three choices. Number one, Ed Sheeran. Number two, Ronald McDonald. And number three, A.J. Appa from K.J. Appa. Thanks for the correction, White Boy Malcolm X, but that is still a stupid name. K.J. Appa from Riverdale. F. Mary Kill. Go. Who's the F? Ronald McDonald. See, folks, I told you I knew White Boy Malcolm X he would want to bang Ronald McDonald. But with that, I already know where this is going. Let me guess. You don't even have to say anything else, sir. Kill Ed Sheeran and marry AJKJ Appa. Did I get that right? That's what I thought. So here's my two cents on this one. Ed here, he has been called a bit of a plagiarist in the past. Folks saying that he. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. Stole from other songs. He's definitely been sued for it. No, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe about that. So when I see this, him saying that he once thought he was gay, talking about his feminine side, I just wonder if this is a little plagiarism as well. Yes, White Boy Malcolm X. A little plagiarism going on here. To me, anyway. And if you're out there going, Miller, Miller, how is Ed Sheeran plagiarizing being gay? Well, folks, I'm getting to that calm down out there. I mean, look, we have Harry Styles out there wearing dresses all over the place, pissing Billy Porter off in the process. We got AJKJ Appa out there with his alter ego Fifi. These two clowns, they're playing a really, really, really hearty game of closet peekaboo. And they're definitely getting a lot of attention for it. I'm sure Ed's like, maybe I should play Closet Peekaboo as well. Get me some attention. I guess that's better than what Kim Kardashian's doing, going out with Pete Davidson, but whatever. So Ed, you have fun. Have yourself a grand gay old time pandering to the gays with your weird game of plagiarism Closet Peekaboo. I'm sure your wife is fine with it, so long as you keep selling records and keep earning those Benjamins. But you are not fooling anyone, dear. Not with this one. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly ginger trying to pander to the gays, playing a hearty game of plagiarism closet peekaboo, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller-Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller-Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.